Hi, my name's Lou, and today I'm going to be reading the internet for you. Why? Well, why not? And today's what is going to be a forum that I'm going to read using my eyes and transmitting with my voice. And to be more specific, I'm going to be reading from the forums at the website at 1111angels.com. Now, this is a forum that believes that uh, angels are communicating through people uh, in numbers that people see everywhere, uh, mainly digital clocks, microwaves, VCRs, and so on. And to do a little bit more explanation, I will read from the front, the index page of 1111angels.com on the front page of the website. So, and it goes like this. The search for the 1111 angels. So you see 1111, 111, 11, semicolon 112, semicolon 12, or 4, semicolon 44, all over the place. Too often to be a mere coincidence. Well, you're not alone anymore. We think there are now over 75 million folks seeing these prompts every day. These prompts are caused by a group of fun-loving angels, what George Bernard originally called the Millicent et onze. In fact, George first saw the 11 past 11 time signals well before the invention of the digital clock, but it's much easier to spot these digital prompts these days. The 1111 wake-up calls on your clocks, microwaves, and VCRs are the quote-unquote trademark prompts of a group of just 1,111 fun-loving spirit guardians or angels, and the 1111 prompts is their way of using our innate ability for pattern recognition to let us know that they are here. Once they have your attention, they will use other digits like 1234 or 222 to remind you of their presence. Invisible to our eyes, they are very real physical beings. Our earthly 1111 angels are often called Midwayers have been assisting folks of all walks of life for many centuries. George Bernard has been privileged to call them his family, his co-workers, friends, and teachers for almost 60 years. Get an introduction to some of George's experiences in From the Dark From the De in From the Desk of George Bernard. And for the full story, read George's book, The Search for 1111. You can read an online preview here. George's third book in a five-book series is now available. You can buy it here, and you can read a preview over the first three chapters. Sign up for the mail list to receive documented messages from various types of celestial beings, from the archangels to the midwayers. George and a group of select contributors receive these communications on an almost daily basis. Some of the past messages are found on the archive pages, or visit the 1111 message board and see what other 1111 fellow travelers have to say. We are now in the quote-unquote correcting time on our planet. Many of the more delightful spirit guardians are now ready to assist whoever will ask for their help. All you need to do is ask, and they will share their truths with you. Read this explanation of what it all means. We now have 10 years of spirit communications recorded on this site. Over 2,400 discreet communications. It's all free. God, why so long? Anyway, so now you have an idea of what this site is about. It's about people who believe that angels are contacting them through their digital clocks and cell phones and text messages and things like that with numbers. And so people on this forum share their feelings about the angels, about the signs they get from the angels, the messages, and so on and so forth. So let's dive right in to the wonderful world of 11, semicolon 11, angels message board. And the first post I'll read is by site administrator Geoff. Or Jeff. I don't know how, how you're supposed to pronounce Geoff. G-E-O-F-F. -F. Jeff? Joff? Geoff? 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 Anyway, Geoff writes, 
in a thread he entitled, How to Be a Receiver of Celestial Messages, in the 1111 English Forum subforum Background and Frequently Asked Questions subforum. And it goes like this. After this post, I will record a transmission we received on the subject. There is also a list of related messages here. Receiving slash transmitting thread. These are the key issues. 1. Attitude. It's serious, not a joke. No harm can befall you provided your intention is serious, but don't think it's a joke or a game. Those who receive the most detailed messages are the most persistent yet humble of receivers. 2. Motivation. It's important to do this from the right motive. If you seek truth to grow yourself and or to share with others, this is fine. If you think you will be able to become famous or make a good living with this stuff, that is likely to be a very poor motive. Protection. If you feel better asking for protection, by all means do. It's generally sufficient to ask that only beings that have your highest good be allowed to come and talk through you. A real teacher will never ever offer anything or ask for anything. Never give your consent to an entity that asks to quote-unquote come in or quote-unquote join or quote-unquote share you. These will not be real high-level teachers. Also pay close attention to what is said. If there is ever a discordant note, criticism of you or others, or coarse language, you are not talking to an appointed teacher. In fact, anything other than the very highest standard of behavior should be immediately suspect. Humor is, however, a different matter, and celestials have a very good sense of humor. 4. Try to get into a routine. Time and again we are told routine is important. Early morning is preferable to late night, but pick something and stick with it. If you routinely fall asleep, you are too comfortable. 5. Fear. If you are fearful, don't start. Wait, even if it takes years, till you are ready. Fear is a spirit poison. Fear attracts that which you most fear. 6. Recording. Use a notebook or tape recorder. Depends if you are going to try hearing their thoughts and speaking them or writing them. Either way, keep a record. Even if you never intend to share these, looking back will be valuable further down the road. 7. Bias. Be very aware. If you are unwilling to give up beliefs that you currently have, then you cannot be sure what you get is accurate. It's always difficult to know if something was received accurately, but entrenched beliefs will alter what you received, and you will not even realize this. It is good to ask for help to be a clear channel. Not much point in having a teacher lined up and not being prepared to take what they say accurately. They don't start from any view that they need to correct your false ideas. They go with the flow, so you have to ask to be put straight. And 8. Effort. It will, for the vast majority, majority of us requires significant effort to achieve this, possibly a very great effort, perhaps even stretching over years as you strive to be a good channel. This is not like turning on the TV. This requires effort, including training yourself in techniques to still the mind, such as the Akashic Construct or other deep mind meditation techniques. 9. Teacher. Ask for the highest level of teacher appropriate for your level slash advancement. Probably you would get an angelic teacher in any event, as there are plenty. So that's actually a post about how to be a channel for your angel teacher person who's going to be your spirit guide, whatever. Then Geoff posts in the same thread a a series of celestial messages received by George Bernard, who, as we previously mentioned, is the author of several books about this same subject. And these are the messages that he received from several people. And the people are mentioned first. So the first message is from... Bazutu. This is Midwayer Chief Bazutu. I have known this receiver of messages for 64 years, two months, and a few days. That is a very long time in a human life to be in some way associated with us. I certainly expect and hope to know him for many more years to come because he is a friend and friendship is important to keeping the connection open. Your closeness to the celestial teachers is a very big part of being a regular receiver, but that does not make this human a guru. He does not want to be a guru. He is also aware of the fact that perhaps 90% of our contact is achieved 
achieved by us reaching down to him, and perhaps just 10% or a little more is due to him reaching up to us. A famous joke is often retold and laughed about, that no new friends can join the 1111 Progress Group until they are first all introduced by a known celestial member of the group. And so let me introduce your teacher for tonight, Machiaventa Melchizedek. The midwayer is joking. Machiaventa. I greet you, dear people here assembled. This is Machiaventa. There are many of you who wish to speak to celestial teachers, spirit guardians, or guides, and indeed they are under my tutelage. I am your planetary prince, appointed by Michael of Nebadon. The most important... Oh, this is... Okay, this <laughs> is retarded anyway the most important aspect of reaching your celestial teachers is your intent if you are prepared to work on a regular basis are you prepared to take mornings instead of evenings as preference for your meditation do you take all precautions to still your mind and yet in the end analysis it is up to your spirit within your thought adjuster not me to foresee if you will stick with a regular meditation program to reach your teachers in the end for many it is difficult to take away the unexpected thoughts and veritable shopping lists that go through the mind to still the mind completely and and focus on the very stillness that is required for you to hear the voices that use your very own thought speech centers to give you the messages, firstly, to the capacity of your vocabulary, and secondly, to the degree you accept what comes your way. Therefore, it is important to put aside your beliefs, to have no beliefs as you listen to the voices within. Also important is for you to request kindly and politely of the spirit self within you that you may also serve others in their learning, in getting answers and finding these things that are important to hear. As well, ensure the body is in good shape. Make sure their mind is calm. Be sure that you do not have outstanding guilt feelings or unreasoned fears. Solve these kinds of problems even before you begin your meditation. And you will find you can stick to 10 to 15 minute meditation regimens for 10 or 20 days whilst discarding anything you may hear in the meantime. That a teacher will make the effort to come through to you. Almost always. Make your service to others the prime reason why you want to be a receiver of messages. This is Machiaventa. I sincerely hope that I have herewith given you a fairly accurate rundown of the requirements of becoming a receiver of celestial messages. I greet you, and for one of the members here, I wish you well on your trip to many countries. I say goodbye for now, George. Thank you, Machiaventa. Thank you, Chief. Au revoir. Okay. <laughs> so that was a... I don't even know how to describe that. It's how to be a receiver and then actual received messages. Sure, why not? So that's what these people believe, that there are angels contacting them through their clocks and stuff. So moving on, because I don't want to just read the, the boring stuff. I want to read the uh, exciting, boring stuff. So moving on, we'll go to some threads where some people talk about some stuff they've experienced. And so we'll start here. In the 1111 English Forum, subforum 1111 Phenomena, in a thread entitled, What It Really Means by George, site admin. And I'm assuming that that is George Bernard, the guy who uh, started this site and wrote all the books and whatever. Most of these people seem to be in Australia, which is, as we know, a prison colony. So, in the thread, what it means by George. And it goes like this. What it really means. I sent this to some friends just yesterday or the day before. Too often, people look for birthdays or numerology quite in vain. Getting the 11.11 p.m. wake-up calls and the 11.11 a.m. reminder calls tells you more about you than it does about the 11.11 secondary midwayers. 1. You are genetically capable of two-way contact with the 11.11 and other celestials. 2. You are prepared to be guided. Obtain information with those who measure their IQ in the thousands. 3. You are fair in your dealings with others and useful to the 1111. 4. You are ascending in spiritual growth. 5. I'm often told they will also need you at some distant future time, but I hardly ever get details. Getting info on the future of others is a rare thing. 6. And most important, 
your thought adjuster, spirit self, or God fragment wishes for you to get involved. Your best approach would be stillness meditation. See these links if you have difficulty stilling your mind. Mrs. CB Vet writes, Dear George, thank you for posting this information. May I ask a question? If a person receives what they consider to be very regular or heavy, as I've heard the term used, 1111 prompts, is that intended to impart or instill a sense of urgency? Something like, hurry up and open the lines of communication because we've got things to do. Love to you, Sandy and Boyd, Brenda. And George replies, hello, dear Brenda. The answer should probably be, that might be the case. <laughs> what? Hello, dear Brenda. The answer should probably be, quote unquote, that might be the case. Basically, you do not get any prompts at all that do not contain a subliminal message. Each time something is input. So, it would depend on what point in spiritual progress you have arrived. Do you get pushed? You better believe it. But I have a long-standing agreement about my task. We're well past first base. God bless, George. And Guy11 writes, Dear George, I'm glad you put this up. Helps bring things into a generalized perspective that contact is going to get one all the answers one needs. So true. And the only way to really understand inwardly what's going on. I've got one question about the genetically capable. We're not sure what you mean exactly by that. Is not everyone and anyone capable if they reach that point of searching? Because that's what I have always thought. What is the genetic aspect? Sorry, but you know me. I don't always understand. Smiley face emoticon, love guy. And Petra Wilson, moderator, also adds, I don't often get 1111 prompts, especially when they're accompanied with high-pitched ear ringing and dreams of flying. But today there were three incidents where I was at the right place at the right time. I just said the right thing to this old man, a single mother, and a retarded person. Or rather, the retarded person said the right thing to me. A pretty effective day. And I was wondering and pondering all day till I read this thread. And George replies, Hi guys, I did get a message, and it's part of a transmit of some days ago, which will probably turn up sometime soon on the lists. Bzutu, get yourself organized. Words to that effect. Our Spanish translator is back on deck, and boy did I miss Lord Ramaya. Loida Mira. Not having two weeks of translation turned my world upside down. God is good, and secondary midwayer Sarah is back with Loida, encouraging, intuiting, inspiring to find the best of Spanish expressions for the English transmits to be echoed in Spanish. And then George answers Guy Eleven's question with, The genetic aspect largely boils down to development IMO. We are such a left-brained, logic-oriented lot, generally. Even our education systems do not truly promote the creative side, right brain, all that much. The creative ones among us fall much more easily into a pattern of intuitive contact, inspired contact, celestial communications than do the overwhelmingly left-brained specialists. Is it impossible for the latter? No, but they will unlikely be motivated to try to make contact, likely view our work as hogwash or have to work really hard to make contact. This is also one of the reasons why the you book is a text, not a sacred book. The celestials know us as fact gatherers. Hope this helps, George. Oh man. There goes my left brain thinking. Holy moly. I'll move on. So, we're going to move on to a different thread. It's still in the 1111 Phenomena subforum by a poster by the name of Ethan, who wrote in a thread entitled, Is This Real? And it goes like this. Okay, so my girlfriend always would say to me, 1111, make a wish. She tragically passed away in her sleep almost six months ago. I am always finding myself randomly looking at the clock almost every day, and it will be 1111. I always thought of her when I would see it, but after finding this website, could this really be her? And Love and Life writes, Hi, Ethan, and welcome. I'm so sorry to hear about your girlfriend. Read the FAQs, which will answer a lot of your questions you may have. Good luck, and know that your girlfriend's body may be gone, but her spirit lives. Love, Claire. It's not very helpful. She basically told him to RTFM. 
And AJ writes, I'm so sorry to hear about your loss, but yes, it is real, and it is not uncommon for this to really begin for people after experiencing some sort of loss or extreme heartache. And Geoff writes, I'm going to say it wrong that whole time. And Geoff writes, Dear Ethan, welcome. I'm very sorry to hear your GF passed, but if you read this series of communications, you will find many folks assume the prompts are from them, but that's probably not the case. That's kind of a bummer. And Sandy writes, Hi, Ethan. Bless you. I am so sorry that you have had such heartache with the sudden loss of your girlfriend. I think it's quite possible that she may have asked from on high that you be prompted with 1111. It happens that way sometimes, and so 1111 and other special prompt numbers become both a cherished bond between loved ones as well as an encouraging beacon of hello and support from the midwayers and angels. I'm glad you have found your way to this site and hope that you have all the answers you desire. Love, Sandy. And... Oh, man. The final post I'll read in this thread is really ridiculous. Anyway, I'm judging too much. I'm sorry. It's from a site moderator by the name of Paul, and it goes like this. Dear Ethan, it is quite possible that your girlfriend requested that you be prompted. The secondary midwares are doing just that. When we die and go on to the mansion worlds, we live in a local system that is projected to have a thousand planets that are inhabited by intelligent beings. We are planet 606 of the local system of Satania. There are now another 200 planets that are in development of intelligent life, and eventually there will be a thousand planets in our local system that have intelligent life on it. Some of the Bible writers saw these various heavens, but they were confused about it. Even the Apostle Paul referred to a vision where he saw a third heaven. There are architectural worlds that have been built by our creator son, Christ Michael. The first architectural worlds that we go to when we die are called the mansion worlds. This is how it is arranged. At the very center of our local system is the planet Jerusalem. This is the heaven that the Apostle John saw in a vision. This planet is about a hundred times the size of Earth. The Earth's circumference is about 25,000 miles around. If Jerusalem is a hundred times the size of Earth, it could be 2,500,000 miles in circumference. A very massive architectural world. Circling around that gigantic world made to order are seven other massive worlds that are about 10 times the size of Earth. That means that these transition spheres are about 250,000 miles in circumference. The planet Saturn is about 235,000 miles in circumference. That means that these seven transition worlds that orbit around Jerusalem are just slightly larger than our planet Saturn. Now, these seven massive transition worlds also have satellites that orbit around them. Each transition world has seven satellites or seven worlds that orbits around them. These satellites are about the size of Earth. Earth. Transition world number one is one of the worlds ten times larger than Saturn. This world is known as the Finaliter Sphere. For other discussion. <laughs> okay. This world is known as a Finaliter Sphere. For another discussion. There is also the first transition world, the nursery or children's sector. The seven worlds that orbit around transition world number one are known as the seven mansion worlds. When we die, we are reconfigured and given a new soul body. Usually we will go to the first mansion world that orbits around the first transition world. We will go on whatever mansion world matches our spiritual development of the time of our death. It is quite possible that your girlfriend is on Mansonia World 1, but if she was more spiritually advanced, she would go on to the next world, such as Mansion World 2, if that matches her spiritual development. We start out as human beings of flesh and blood, and we are guided by the pure spirit fragment of the Eternal Father that dwells in our minds. As we respond to his leadings, we become more like the Eternal Father. Then when we die, we go to that mansion world that matches our corresponding spiritual growth. The local system training is our ground floor soul training. We progress from Mansion World 1, then to 2, then 3, 4, 5, 6, and 7. It is usually around Mansion World 6 that we fuse with the peace of the Eternal Father. Finally, we graduate to the capital of our local system, Jerusalem. We stay on that sphere to continue our spiritual growth. When we finish with that, we go on... <laughs> when we finish with that, 
we go on to the constellation spheres for yet another time. It is all about our methodical advancement. We start as mortals of flesh and blood. We die and become baby souls. We mature into adult souls, then we start our pre-spirit training. We continue to progress as spirits until we cross the next threshold. Your girlfriend is alive and well, and she wants you to know that. You will meet her again one day, but now it is all about your soul growth. These prompts that you have received are very real, and it points to beings that are very much alive, but invisible to our eyes. May the peace of the Eternal Father that lives in your mind bless you and guide you in this life. Love, Paul. Wow. <laughs> that is interesting. Okay. And very complicated. This is almost like, like non-sequitur nonsense, some of these things. But well, okay. And still in the 1111 phenomena subform. And continuing on in the 1111 phenomena subform, a user by the name of George C. starts a thread entitled, Not Sure What Is Next. And it goes like this. Hi there. Started seeing 1111 on clocks mainly about two and a half years ago, which was also a few months before my daughter was born. I had never heard of the 1111 phenomenon and was starting to think things like, does this mean I'm going to die in 1111 or at 1111? I thought to myself, maybe I should Google 1111 to see if there's anything to it, but never got around to it. It was only after my daughter was born that I mentioned to my wife that I was seeing 1111 all the time. I think she then thought I was going a little mad. About one month after I told my wife about my 11-11 experience, she came back from the library with a book called How to Live Large on a Small Planet by Solara. There was no reason for her picking this book up off the shelf. She definitely hadn't been looking for books on 11-11 or anything like that. She had basically gone to the library, first and only time in seven years, and randomly picked this book and a few others off the shelf as her little one was crying and she was in a hurry to get out of the library and home. A few days later, she was sitting on the couch and decided to have a look through the book she had brought home from the library. The first book she picked up was Solara's and happened to flick straight to a chapter entitled 1111, which explains that many people around the world are experiencing this phenomenon. My wife tapped me on the shoulder and said, I think you should have a look at this. I was gobsmacked. I had no idea this was happening to other people and was immediately excited and wanted to learn more. I have never been into numerology and have read on this site that 1111 has nothing to do with numerology. However, I was even more gobsmacked to find my name, date of birth, and telephone numbers, both mobile and landline, all added up to 11. I still see 1111, but also 911, 711, 222, 333, 444, and 808. There was also a stage when I would keep seeing 1111 and 1221, which I thought strange seeing summer solstice. Not that again, but 1111 on 2112. There have been so many little situations where I thought I would share this and would be really interested to find out if there's anything other 1111 types would recommend I do. I am not frightened by this and would be more receptive to broaden slash deepen my relationship with the midwayers. I am that certain and know deep within my heart this is something deeply spiritual slash supernatural as what are the chances of my wife randomly picking that book up off the shelf then randomly flicking straight to the chapter titled 1111 offering an explanation of what had been going on. Where to from here? Love and peace, George C. And Geoff writes, Dear George, welcome. Yes, you are one of many millions, but one of very few that actually get this far. I recommend reading the threads on the first forum, but it sounds like you have already covered some ground. The trick to making contact with midwares or any celestial is to learn how to quieten the mind. That's meditation. You can use any technique, but it's worth reading the experiences of those using the Akashic construct. Regarding your prompts of 1221, that's not a 2112 prompt. We have been told nobody gets a 2112 prompt because this has nothing to do with 2112. What? Okay. That your wife picked up the book means she too is susceptible to mindle input. That is mindle. I didn't say it wrong. Means she too is susceptible to mindle input, as pretty much all of us are, to a greater or lesser extent. Love, Geoff. 
And George C. replies, Hi, Geoff. Thanks very much for your feedback. It is very surprising for me to hear that nobody gets a 1221 prompt because I know I have. It is, again, too coincidental that I get the 1111 prompt and usually the 1221 on the same day. It is also accompanied by the same feeling of stillness and peace I get when I see 1111 or other prompts. Far too often to be a mere coincidence. Hand on my heart that I am not looking for it. It always catches me by surprise. Peace and love. George C. Uh, I don't know. It's just... Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to stop reading that thread because it's just them going back and forth over whether or not he is one of the people receiving a number that he's not supposed to receive. And then again, in the 1111 Phenomena subform, a member by the name of Digolo writes in a thread he or she entitled, Is 1111, or double numbers, a warning or a positive? And it goes like this. When I met my girlfriend in Thailand, she brought to my attention she had been seeing these numbers for many years. But when she is with me, she sees it the more. I have been seeing these for them for around nine years. And when I was with her, I was seeing them all the time also. Moreover, she told me when she sleeps with at night, she feels protected like nothing can hurt her. And with her saying this made me think. I went to a investigation for spirits and they did a test on me to see what my protection is like. And they told me my protection is big, which is unusual. So for her to say this, made me think something is definitely spiritual is going on. There is no coincidence in all this, and I am rational and skeptic. However, I have experienced my fair share, but still remain skeptical. Strange, I know, but still. We had to part from each other, and many things have happened, which is bringing us closer together, but I am not sure what these numbers are meaning, to stay away or to go get it. Anyways, I had an interview for a cruise ship. <laughs> Anyways, I had an interview for a cruise ship where I have to do the qualifications, experience, and whatnot, but I wasn't offered the job. I feel something strange is happening. Please advise. And moderator Sandy writes, Dear Digalo, <laughs> Dear Digalo, the midwayers do not interfere in the decisions in your life. In other words, they might advise in encouraging ways as we further communication with them, but they allow us to make decisions and make our own mistakes as well. Sometimes we look for psychic reasons why certain things happen to us. For instance, your rejection for the cruise ship position. I'm also sorry about that, by the way. Yet, because you didn't get the job, I don't think that the midwayers were behind it and prevented it. The 11-11 is an invitation to get to know them better. We have to meet them halfway if we wish to communicate and work alongside them. This means we need to learn how to totally relax mentally and physically and allow our thoughts to subside. This sounds easy. However, it isn't. And many people sometimes struggle in the beginning with the daily meditation exercises. Our intentions also play a part. Why do we want to communicate? Is it a curiosity thing or do we truly wish to progress spiritually? Do we wish to improve the people and world around us in some way? It is up to us to find out for ourselves what our potentials are in life and in our spiritual growth. It is up to us to determine whether we wish to be part of this growing light movement and quote-unquote light movement and it is up to each of us to do the work which leads to celestial communication. Pray about the situations that arise in your life. They do not go unheard or unanswered. Pray for guidance and believe that you will in some way see the correct and beneficial path ahead. Be open to the way of potential nudge may be given to you and be happy. A light heart and positive outlook do amazing things in one's life. Okay, I better stop. I sound like a fortune cookie now. I hope everything works out for the best for you, Digolo. Love, Sandy. And Digolo never returned. Oh, my lord. And still in the 1111 Phenomena subform, Sweet Jamie Lee writes in a thread she entitled, I'm going to assume it's a she, Sweet Jamie Lee wrote in a thread he or she entitled Sleep Paralysis, and it goes like this. Hi to everyone first. 
I have been greatly affected by the 11-11 time prompts for about six years now, and it changed my life dramatically and how I view things. I used to read about people having sleep paralysis exactly 11-11 every night. I never knew what to think about that, and I always thought it was strange. It happened to me two nights ago. First, I felt someone pushing down on me, holding me down. I went to open my eyes, and they would not open. Since I could not open my eyes to see who or what was holding me down, I tried to scream. I could not scream. I went to kick my legs and could not do that either. I have never been so terrified, but so intrigued and uplifted by something in my life. The next morning I was in the shower and happened to notice something red on my arm in my peripheral vision. I looked and I had two bright red scratches on my arm completely parallel, an 11 on my arm. This intrigued me even more, as if the paralysis couldn't confuse me enough, I had to add the scratched 11 on my arm. Does anyone know more about sleep paralysis and how it relates to 11-11? I am, like many of you, sure that all of this means something and is not just nothing. Ever since I was very young, I felt like I was being watched. <laughs> I used to feel so watched sometimes that I would cover myself with a blanket because I was <laughs> because the feeling was so strong. As time went on, and as I grew, I felt not only that I was being watched, but that I was important. I was going to make an amazing difference in life sometime. I never knew when. Then I started seeing 11 everywhere. I remember my exact location when I saw the 11 for the millionth time and thought, I have to know what 11 is. I went online to see if this never meant anything in astrology or anything else. That day on the computer changed my life. I realized there are more people who see this. I was beside myself because I was just innocently curious what 11 could possibly mean and found it amusing that I saw it all the time. I want answers and I hope I'm in the right place to start getting those answers or even just a tiny answer. Why? Thank you for reading this and any information on sleep paralysis would also be greatly appreciated. I thank you, Jamie L. H. And Geoff writes, Dear Jamie, Welcome. In all the time this board has existed, I don't know a single person who has claimed that sleep paralysis and 11-11 were connected for them. So we don't have any other cases to go by. I personally don't have much to add, except some folks say sleep paralysis is sometimes confused with an OBE state. Or out-of-body experience, I suppose. Love, Geoff. And Happy Rain writes, Hello, sweet Jamie Lee. Smiley face emoticon. I too used to get sleep paralysis around the time I started seeing 11-11. I never knew why, but I tried taking the feelings I'd get from sleep paralysis to induce an OBE. Maybe I've been confusing the two all along. The truth is, I still don't know. It's nice, though, to read someone else out there has gone through similar. Like you, I was intrigued by my experience and wanted to know more. Some of the things online have resonated with me, but not everything. It was a personal moment that bloomed into something greater than anything I'd ever imagined, and I really believe the answer you seek will come to you in progression through your life experience. 11.11 for me has been the unfolding of a conscious spiritual adventure, defining, revealing, personal, and all-encompassing. This is for you, and whatever you decide, you will always be loved unconditionally. You are a powerful, influential being. Take note of your interests, your thought patterns, and use these tools to help set up life the way you feel it ought to be lived. Naturally, the universe will present to you the opportunity with each step you take. And Linda1111 writes, Jamie, I had sleep paralysis several times when I first started seeing 1111 also. Really strange that it happened to other people too. And believe it or not, I had woke up a number of times with scratches. I thought maybe I did it, but my nails were too short to make them. I have not had sleep paralysis since that time years and years ago. Interesting. Love, Linda. There's a lot of people signing their posts with love here. Feel the love, people. It's real. And 11 Light 11 writes, Hello. 
I felt the hair on the back of my neck stand up reading your post. Something you said really hit home with me. The feeling that you were being watched. I've always chalked that feeling off to a number of things. Projections, vivid imagination, you name it. But it occurs to me now that anyone who is time prompted might indeed sense that someone is there. Even if we can't see or hear them. In your case, you actually could feel yourself being pushed down. I don't know why they would choose to alert you that way. Unless they felt that there would be no other way to ensure you couldn't dismiss it. In any case, hope you enjoy being on this board. Everyone is so friendly and helpful whenever you are concerned or have a question. Peace to you and yours. Light. And switching gears, we switched to the 1111 English Forums subforum talking about angels. And a thread started by user White Indian in a thread entitled Meaning of White Feathers. And it goes like this. Hi. I'd like to ask if anyone knows what the meaning of white feathers mean, please. On Saturday, I found a white feather. Sunday, the same. And today, I found another one. Later on, I went out again and saw three more, but not all together, in a space of maybe three meters. I did not pick up any of these three I saw. On my return, I saw three more and picked up the second last one. Any replies, greatly received. Thank you, White Indian. And Paul replies, Hi, White Indian. I have had that happen on several occasions. Two white feathers appeared in a direct response to my prayers to the angels to make it happen. I prayed out loud that my angels show me that they were listening to me by leaving white feathers in my path. This did not happen for two weeks. Two weeks after I made the request, I was at my computer. I noticed a small white feather on the keyboard. I picked it up and examined it and said, Hmm, no, it can't be. I just threw the feather away. Several hours later, I went to pick up a couple of pizzas for my family. As I approached my car, I felt a swirl of wind surround me. Out of the swirling wind, I saw a feather float down and land on top of the pizza box. I just picked up the white feather and I said, That was cool. So, a white feather is a way for your angels to tell you that they hear you and that they are available to help you. It could be other small objects as well, such as a penny. If you ask, they will manifest certain objects as a way to let you know that they are around. You can also make contact with them if you go into the stillness. George has a meditation CD if you're interested. It helps you get into the alpha stage so that you can achieve celestial contact. Love, Paul. And Starstruck replies, Hi, smiley face emoticon. My own personal version of a white feather is a ladybird. I have a special feeling for them. When I see one, I am overjoyed. Love always, Star. I don't... I don't get what that means at all. And Sandy writes, Hello, White Indian, and welcome to the message board. Waving emoticon. We live along a lake filled with seagulls and many other white birds, so most of the time I do not pay particular attention to the white feathers. But a couple of times they showed up in most unusual ways, and at a time I really needed a hug. In those moments, I truly felt like I had received a hug from my angels. Love, Sandy. And Love and Life replies, I work on the 17th floor of an office building. I was asking my angels for a sign during my lunch hour. When I got back to my desk, a small white feather was right at the foot of my desk. There is no way that is a coincidence. And Feather B. Levin E. writes, probably Feather Bell, but the L's are 11's, writes, Wow, for years I have been experiencing white feather sightings at odd times and odd places. Tonight I decided to Google the meaning of it all and found this site. I am also an 11 and notice 1111 on the clock on a regular basis. And it often happens that I will be standing under a streetlight, either on my feet or in my car, and the streetlight will dim. There used to be one near my home that dimmed every time I drove by it without fail for months. It is fascinating to find people like me on this site, so I just had to join you. B11E. And Happy Rain writes, 
Hi, B11E. The past two days I've been getting blue jay feathers. I wonder if streetlights going out or turning on have anything to do with energy or thoughts. There's a light right next to my apartment that is already weak, but interesting to note, it flickers more so when my friends or I are just walking by it. Also, last night I'd been outside reflecting and prioritizing, as if to confirm certain belief, the streetlight would go out just after having a prominent thought. It's all very interesting. Sometimes I wonder if seeing 1111 means you're in tune with a certain frequency, able to project slash receive and understand what's going going on with the bigger picture. The reason I say this is because my roommates and I tell each other when it's 11:11. Last night when someone asked what time it was, I thought 11:11, and sure enough it was. It felt like I was in tune with a specific frequency and like I was not alone. And welcome to the forum. I look forward to sharing with you. And Aquarian Unicorn writes, About feathers. I've had it happen where my son all of a sudden finds a feather here and there. I've always chalked it up to where the birds hang out in the pipes of the garage. It's one of those underground garages. But yesterday, when I came to pick up my son from his summer program, I walked around the car to check the tires. There was nothing. Then half an hour later, when I was walking back to my side of the car after strapping my daughter in a car seat, there it was. A feather. A small gray feather but it's only half. The left side is completely gone. I can only see the right side of the feather. I should have taken a pick. So now my question is, is seeing a feather full or not a good sign? Is that like a warning sign since I didn't get a full feather? Sorry for the questions. It's just that I've seen feathers appear out of nowhere since I was about nine years old, but never knew that they were from angels. Heidi, what the fuck? What the fuck? And Tiggy writes, Hi guys, today I received my first white feather. I was busy preparing my husband and son's favorite meals, one reason my son coming to visit me from university and the other for my husband's benefit. Well, we've not been getting along lately. Anyway, I was slaving away in the kitchen for hours. Then I went to sit down for a little break. When re-entering the kitchen, my attention was drawn to the floor. Now I thought I must have dropped some onions or something and went to pick it up, but right in the center of my kitchen floor was a single and most beautiful white feather. I found this quite strange because you don't see many birds with white feathers where I live. The odd seagull, perhaps, but this feather was so white. Anyway, 10 minutes later, my son and husband arrive. My son says, Mom, I'm not eating. I'm going out with friends tonight. I smile politely. Teeth clenched, and my husband, well, he just went out and still hasn't come back, even as I'm speaking with you guys, and it's 12.45 a.m. Needless to say, their dinner is now in the dog. That is, if I had one. Instead, it's in the bin. Frowny face emoticon. I'm sat here looking at my white feather, wondering if it was sent as some kind of prompt or as a comfort because it knew I was going to end up in a crappy mood today. It makes me smile anyway, and I need that after the day I've had. Love from a happy but exhausted Tiggy. And in a new thread, in a different subforum, we go to the 1111 English Forum Subforum Angels in Action Subforum in a thread entitled The Most Amazing Heavenly Contact by Artisan Lady. And it goes like this. Last year, shortly after Christmas, my daughter's boyfriend committed suicide, December 30th, 2009. After almost a year of intense counseling, she still sleeps with his picture every night in her bed and stays in her bed sleeping much of the time. She is doing really well, not to worry. The day before my following story occurs, I had asked her if she thought her boyfriend would make contact on the anniversary of his death. Anyway, I was making a quilt for her bed, and I had the top over the comforter, trying to see how big it needed to be to cover yada yada yada, and she says she wants me out wants to go to bed. So I gather my quilt up top and I find this silver little medallion. It's in her bed inside the covers, mind you. I pick it up to inspect it and it looks like at first the medallion to a necklace, but there's no loop on it for a chain, not a necklace. Could be a charm, but again, no means of attachment, not a charm. Flat on the back, not a coin. The front looks like Jesus standing at the gates of heaven. He looks to be standing inside the opening gates with Latin writing all the way around. Elves in Abadi 
N-R-O pra sentia munia mur, <laughs> which we immediately found a translation for. Isn't the computer great? Which means, may we be strengthened by his presence in the hour of our death. We were both stunned. December 22nd, although not right on the anniversary, he let her know he was with her to give her strength so that her Christmas could be bearable. I have to say, one of the most amazing, unbelievable, I don't even know if I would believe it myself if it hadn't happened to us personally, heavenly acts of love and contact that we will probably ever get in our lifetime. Thought I would share for all. Even people who commit suicide have God's love for all who've been told they go to hell, myself included. Hope everyone had a wonderful Christmas and New Year's. Love to all. And Sandy writes, Oh, Lisa, that is wonderful. I have read about something similar happening in books. A medallion appeared to Paramahansa, Yoganda's mother, and it was passed on to him after her death. It amazingly disappeared one day just as it arrived, perhaps when the inherent need was met. I hope this priceless object continues to bring your daughter comfort and peace as she moves ahead with her own life. <laughs> Well, that's going to do it for Lou Reed's the 1111angels.com forums. Um, this is a w pretty odd uh, website, you got to admit. There is a lot of uh, activity on this forum, so there's definitely people who are buying these books, The Search for 1111, the In the Service of 1111, The Anatomy of the Hallway Realm, um, the whole Mansion Worlds thing. I mean, it's like a pretty involved... Uh, is it a cult? Is it it's a weird belief system? Some sort of subsect of Christianity? I don't know how to describe it, but it is bizarre, to say the least. Um, it's amazing what you can see when you really want to see it. But, hey, I don't even know what to say about this, because some of it is just so bananas. Let's see. Let's take care of some Lou News. Enough Lou Reads. Lou News. All right. Um, sometimes I don't know what's worse. Something like this where people are self, you know, delusional. Yeah, I'll say that. That they are deluding themselves that they're being, that these random acts are, um, they want to believe that they're from angels. Sure, go ahead, believe that. What's worse, people who are deluding themselves in this way or people who want to piss in their wives' shoes? That is a 50-50, I guess. Six of one, come and choose in the other. What else is going on? Oh, um, and I don't know if you're a fan of the, the Mac tips that I make, but I've made a Facebook page for the Mac tips. Um, if you type in Mac tips... It'll come up, and I've been posting the old ones first, kind of catching up. Um, I've made some new ones recently, and I've been posting those on the blog and on the Facebook page. Just sort of, uh, I'm let you guys know I'm not idle. You know, I'm not reading things on the internet. I'm just not sitting around. I'm sure sometimes I'm sitting around. I mean, some you got to rest sometime, but you know, I'm not always just sitting around. Um, sometimes I'm walking, doing stuff. Well, you know, thinking about things. I'm not trying to solve the world's problems. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, so anyway, I've been doing the Mac tips and, um, you know, if you see Mac tip and you want to watch it, go to the YouTube page, watch them, click on all the things that pop up because that's the only way I make any money. <laughs> it's nice to make $11 every month in Google AdSense, you know, especially if I'm not the one performing click fraud. So yeah, click, click a link now and then. Why not? I want to thank all the people who made the uh, extra reviews of Lou Reed's on uh, iTunes recently. They, I enjoyed discovering that a bunch had been written in December and um, encourage everyone who listens to the podcast, if you have an iTunes account, to go ahead and uh, rate it and, and uh, give me a review because, uh, because nothing is more important really in the world right now than people knowing about this podcast. I mean, think about it. Peak oil, nothing you can do about it species dying, whatever, but, you know, making sure that people know about what the horrible crap that's going on, on the internet, that's really an altruistic thing. So, you know, make sure that you uh, spread it around. 
write it on the bathrooms that you uh, normally peruse, your glory holding, and all those things. You know, when you're writing, when you're writing your your uh, gay rendezvous note on the bathroom wall, you know, why not also say and listen to LouReads.com on your in your uh, your sharpie pen note to whoever you hope to be filleting. Back to uh, this podcast, uh, I want to thank you for if you sat through it, because I know it was kind of boring at times, because there was like so much, like walls of text about mansion planets and whatever I'm going to talk about. It's like a Clive Barker novel or something like that, you know, it's like Weave Rug World or whatever that was called. Sure, there's a whole world inside every rug. Why not? The mind boggles the possibilities. Also, um, I just wanted to make a quick note, a tech note, that if you have trouble downloading the podcast, like it downloads and then it has a weird thing where it re, where it stops and then starts over again, but the file never really finishes because there's only like four minutes left and it only plays the big first four minutes again, um, please drop me a note about that. Um, the, the solution for that is to delete the podcast, re-download it, because apparently on my shared server box at DreamHost when a, too many people are downloading the podcast it, it's like maxing out the RAM on the box and then I'm going to have to uh, upgrade the box or something soon so hopefully in the near future that will be an issue but if that does happen it is some sort of like glitch with the file not downloading completely and then your computer trying to make up the difference or trying to figure out what's happening with the file you know just replaying the beginning of the audio that's, that, uh, that's my theory on it because it doesn't make any sense otherwise because uh, I'm I'm not doing that. It wouldn't make any sense. Why would I do that? So if you do have a file that uh, starts over from the beginning, just uh, try re-downloading it, and I apologize for that. That's just some technological glitch. It comes from being too popular. <laughs> Who thought I would have this as an embarrassment of riches? Yeah, anyway. And, and I just I want to thank everyone who's downloading it too much. That's just the best. But uh, there are consequences. So anyway, thanks for listening. My name's Lou. This has been Lou Reads the 1111angels.com forum for you. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye.